Hey, welcome to New River Church's podcast. We're really glad that you decided to join us today. We're in the middle of a series in the book of Song of Solomon, which is one of the most interesting books of the Bible, and we think that you will find it interesting too. If you're looking for some more information about New River Church, just check us out at newriverchurch.org. the Lord. Well, I'm just glad to be here today, here at uh, New River, and uh, there's so many rivers here. Isn't it great? That's it. You say to your neighbor, you are the river, amen? The river of life flowing through you and me to reach a hurting world for Jesus. Well, thank you, Pastor, for allowing us to be here today, and uh, we have some information about our ministry in the back table. Man, what a beautiful weekend. Are you kidding me? Uh, Lock the doors, Pastor, okay? Uh, And uh, nobody can go in their boat for the next half hour. We're going to see God work. But how many sends Jesus here today? Amen? Can we give it up for the Lord one more time? He's worthy. Um, As I I just share an introduction real quick, Um, you're wondering, well, why did I bring this? Uh, Don't worry, I don't have my lunch here. But uh, part of what we do, New York School of Urban Ministry was founded over 40 years ago by two New York brothers, Paul and uh, Robert Johansson, with a burden to train and equip the body of Christ in how to reclaim cities for Jesus, towns, communities, villages, And since uh, the founding, actually, April of next year, we have a big 40 years. Can you imagine? 40 years, and we have trained over 60,000 what we call compassion commandos in frontline, hands-on ministry, taking back what the devil has stolen. Are you with me today? We're taking it back one life, one block at a time. And uh, we have our 40th anniversary. We have my good friend, Pastor Jim Simbola, will be speaking. Would love to have you. We have a table out in the back with more information. But um, one of the things that is very challenging in the city are children. Did you know that on any given night, 25,000 children lay their head on a pillow living in a New York City shelter. I say, God, something is wrong with this picture. We have over 100,000 homeless people in New York City. Just over three hours or 2.5 hours away from this wonderful sanctuary. Say, God, you have to do something. And so what we're doing today, what does James say? Faith without works is dead. We are not saved by our works, amen? Otherwise, Jesus died in vain. But James says, you, you wanna, you, I want to share with you today how I'm a Christian. He said, I will show you my faith, my love for Jesus by the works that I do. And so we are giving out a 1,000 backpacks brand new this month in August. We just had our team yesterday over in Sunset Park, Brooklyn, and giving out these brand new backpacks with 
uh, school supplies to inner city kids. I mean, these mothers, uh, they have four and five children. They're single moms. They have nothing. They have two nickels to rub together. Some of the kids don't even know who their father is. And we, as the Church of Jesus Christ, we don't do it without the local church. We all do this partnering with the local church, blessing people. Pray for us next weekend. We will have our team in Coney Island. Oh, Coney Island, Nathan's hot dogs, right? But the church we work with, it's so bad in the hood in this particular area. It's safe, but the church has put bulletproof glass in the church office. Who, who's the secretary here in the church? Would, would, that, that, that's a, there you go. Can we put bulletproof glass? Can you How many people would sign up to be a staff member at the, at the church office with bulletproof glass? The reason why once in a while there's some gang wars that go on and uh, a bullet went through the church office years ago. And so, but we say, by the grace of God, whatever it takes, devil, not today, not tomorrow, not next week, we are going to stand in the gap by the grace of Almighty God. Could we put our hands together one more time? <clears throat> we have a, a, a card here, and if you would like to sign up and get our newsletter and find out more information of what God is doing, feel free uh, to, um, to, to sign up uh, on uh, the back table. And by the way, the cost of these backpacks are basically two lattes at Starbucks. So you could maybe fast this week and invest and sponsor a child that is in need of the love of Jesus. Let's look on the Word today. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to page 887. And we'll look into the word today in Luke's Gospel, chapter 5. Luke's Gospel, chapter 5. And let's begin the word today. It says, it came to pass. Say with me, it came to pass. Now wake up your other neighbors. Say, it came to pass. As the people pressed to hear the word of God, he stood by the lake of Gennesaret, saw two ships standing by the lake, but the fishermen were gone out of them, and were washing their nets. He entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's, and said to him, Would you thrust out a little from the land? And he sat down and taught the people out of the ship. Now when he had left speaking, he said, Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your net for a catch. And Simon answered and said unto him, Master, we have toiled all night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the nets. When they had done this, they enclosed a great multitude of fish, and their nets broke. And they beckoned unto their partners and other ships that they had come, and they would help them. And they came and filled both the ships, and they began to sink. Simon Peter saw it. He fell down at Jesus' knees and said, Depart from me, O Lord, I'm a sinful man. He was astonished at all that were there at the catch that had been taken. And so James and John, the sons of Zebedee, which were partners with Simon, said unto Simon, Fear not, from henceforth you shall catch men. And when they had done all this, they brought their ships to lands, and they forsook all 
and they followed him. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you. Come on, let's, uh, could we open up our mouth right now one more time? Lord, we thank you, God. We're not going to let the rocks cry out and steal our joy. God, we're going to thank you for another day. Thank you for the sun. Thank you for the good weather. But more importantly, thank you for the son of righteousness that somehow reached down and saved us, Lord. You saw something in us that nobody else saw. Our mother didn't see. Our, our father didn't see. Uh, the one who raised us, Lord. Maybe we were a throwaway kid, but God, you saw something in us. And you loved us and saved us. Lord, may we never forget whence we came. Bless this message that you put upon my heart. Bless Pastor Doug. Bless this wonderful New River Church that, Lord, let the river of God flow through us in this whole area of Manchester, all the way down to Hartford, up to Boston, Lord. God, we need a new divine awakening. We need a revival in America, Lord Jesus. And so, God, let it begin in me. Let it begin in us this morning. Vaccinate us with your word today that we will be your people, we ask in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, come on, one more time, give it up for Jesus. Amen. So here's the story just for a few moments. You know the drill. It says in the Word that Jesus is there and people are hungry. You know, people don't need funnies. They don't need entertainment. In the church today, it seems that all you need is a fog machine and skinny jeans and you got the Holy Ghost. Excuse me, I don't think so. Jesus didn't need a fog machine. He was the fog machine. He was. Even Moses said, Lord, accept the cloud. Go before us. I want to move by the cloud of glory, not the cloud of myself or the cloud of somebody else. Getting quiet in here, Pastor. The, the less they say amen, the longer I preach. But I know there's a trap door here. Gary Moore put a trap door in here last night. And uh, so here's Jesus, and he begins this story. And the title of my message, if you want to write it down, you may forget. Oh, by the way, before I give you the title of the message, you know, I was up early this morning, and I went on Facebook, and when I got my face in the book... What did Jacob say? God, I will not let you go until you bless me. Some of us are spending so much time with Siri, I want to spend more time with the Savior. How about you? Get on God's blog. You won't get depressed. You won't just uh, go off the Richter scale. But the Bible tells us about this story. So the title of this message is Launch Out, Let Go, and Let God. Say it with me. Launch Out. Let go and let God. Now turn to your neighbor and say, launch out, let go, and let God. And so here is, here is Jesus, and it's very interesting. The writer, Luke, records this message very clearly, very detailed, because God wants to say something. And the first word I leave with you is that Jesus is not only speaking to the people, but, but the camera, the videotape, now turns from Jesus and Jesus is watching this, this story unfold. And the Bible says, And he saw the fishermen that were gone out of their boat, and they were washing their nets. 
the first thing I leave with you today is they're washing their nets. Now, when you're a fisherman, I was born in Taxa, I mean Massachusetts. I always say Taxachute, but anyway, Massachusetts. I was born in Brockton. We live south uh, from Plymouth down in a Middleborough, Lakeville area. You don't even know where that is, but it sounded good. Anyway, I'm from Mass, and God called my wife and I 36 years ago to Nysum uh, as urban missionaries and just asking God to somehow use our life for the glory of God. Isn't that what it's all about? That Jesus may be glorified, not my brand, not myself, not how many likes does Nysum get on their webpage. Are you kidding me? Jesus said, if I be lifted up, he said what? I will do all the drawing. And so they're washing their nets. You know, when you're a fisherman, I've been out on many fishing boats and down the Cape, Cape Cod, and so on, and throw the net out. you got a rod or a reel, but there's other times that you use a big net, and you bring in the net, and, and you're not only catching fish, but you're catching everything else at the bottom of the sea. Barnacle Bill Sailor, you got all this seaweed, you got all this algae. And number one, the Bible says that the writer of Luke says they're washing their nets. May Jesus wash our net today. I, I even said that to, to, to myself this morning. I've been in ministry for 42 years. What is that? I need Jesus to wash me from my ideas, my prejudice, my preconceived ideas. And you may be here today. And somebody told you, you're a nothing. You're a zero. You're not going to amount to anything. You don't make the grade. You don't have ministry. You're not ministry material. You're not going to make it to the corporate ladder. Or, or, or somebody has just pounded you a beat down. I'm here to declare to you today, there is hope in the name of Jesus. Can I get an amen? When I was young once, I know I only look 25, but when I was young once, I was in Massachusetts in the third grade trying to go to the fourth grade, and the principal and the teacher said, not today, Bubba. And my parents came rushing to the school, and they said, well, what's the deal? They said, well, your, your son is nice, but he has learning disorders. Some of my staff at Nysum still believe that, but anyway, I, I pray for them. I pray for all sinners. <laughs> and... Uh, so they said, they begged, they begged, my parents begged, please don't let him stay back. And so they said, okay, if you don't want him to stay back, he has to be tested. So they, bought, they brought me to uh, Boston's Children's Hospital in Boston, Massachusetts, and I had to be tested by this doctor. Thankfully, his last name didn't end with Kevorkian. But anyway, so I'm there, and he's testing me, my reflexes. And he looks in here, doesn't find much. Looks on the other side, doesn't really find much even and more. And, and then they give me this book to read. And uh, then he says, okay, after I read this little chapter, tell us what it says. I mean, are you kidding me? I got Kevorkian there. I got my mom, my dad. I got like the, I'm, 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 not, I'm under a microscope. Are you kidding me? And I don't even know what I said. And so finally, he said, to, uh, he said to me, why don't you just sit outside in the waiting room and let me talk to your parents. And I didn't hear what was going on, but they're going back and forth for about a half hour. Finally, they came out. Peter, let's go back to South Massachusetts. 
And we're in the van, and it's about 15 minutes. You could hear a pin drop. And so finally, I said to my dad, I said, well, Dad, what, what did the doctor say? And uh, he was trying to be politically correct. We weren't Christians. We were churchgoers, but we didn't know Jesus. I like what Corey Temboom her father said, just because a mouse goes in a cookie jar doesn't make him a cookie. Just because a person goes into a church, it doesn't make us a Christian. We have to be born again. And maybe you don't even know Jesus as your Savior. You're far from God. God is welcoming you and saying, come on home. Come back into the fold. Can I get an amen? And so I said to my dad, well, what's the drill, dad? And he, he's trying to be a hum -nah. I said, dad, just tell me. And he says, well, the doctor said you have a very, very nice son, but he'll never amount to anything in this world. Are you kidding me? Maybe somebody here today has been told by their husband, their wife, their ex, their this, their, their maybe another pastor, maybe another leader. It could be somebody in the church. It could be a, a, a counselor, whatever. And people are saying, you're nothing, you're a zero. I'm nothing in myself. But let me tell you, I'm a champion. I'm a conqueror. You're a conqueror when we have Jesus Christ, the hope of glory in our lives. Can I get a witness? So we met Jesus, then I graduated from high school with honors, went to bridal, I mean Bible school, met my wife, graduated from college with a degree, and now, are you kidding me, president of the New York School of Urban Ministry? How does that happen? When you let go, then God is able to take control and move forward by the grace of God. Can I get a witness? What did John 3, 9, Peter says, Lord, don't just wash my hands, wash my feet, wash my heart, wash my mind. When we were in a, a situation of a building uh, where we had outgrown our facility, we could only house about 80 people, and we're saying, God, would you somehow help us? And this is back around 1996, we had a 14,000 square foot building at our training campus. We take college students students from uh, cemetery, I mean seminary, and all around the country, churches from all different denominations, and we just had no place, and I said to my staff on a Saturday night at 7 o'clock, I remember very clearly, how do we do this summer? It was in August, and they said, oh, it was great, but we turned 300 people away. I said, are you kidding me? Are you on drugs or something? What's your problem? And they said, Pastor, we had no place to put them. We had looked before, and we were really up against it. I just felt so grieved in my spirit that we turned away 300 men and women that could be trained and equipped because our burden at our ministry is not just that we touch New York City. Yes, we touch New York City via local pastors and churches so that you can return to your city and your town, your country, your community, and take back what the devil has stole. That's what it's all about, amen? And so I've got this pink piece of paper, and I'm walking to my apartment one block away, and I see this big, massive building, 
and uh, I just laid hands on the building, and I just began to pray. I didn't rebuke the devil. You know, some of us as Christians, we spend all our time praying, rebuking the devil. But you know what? If you just lift Jesus, listen, when you, when you bring Jesus into your situation, the devil has to flee. Hello, are you there? And so I just began to pray. And, uh, you know, when you begin to pray and seek the face of God, there was so much trash there was pigeon poop everywhere and so on. Even dirt looks anointed. Four months later, the building came for sale. We called the company. It was Johnson & Johnson, the Band-Aid people that owned it. And we said, how much do you want for it? And somebody else had answered the phone. It wasn't Johnson & Johnson. Four million dollars. That's why they call us Penny Costal. Anyway, and uh, so we're just praying, God, help us. And we found out that that was all smoking mirrors. It was really Johnson & Johnson. They said, we'll sell it to you for $3 million. Whoa, $3 million. You still have pennies. And so they said, we'll hold the mortgage and everything. And God helped us. And then things started to just miraculously come through. Uh, a college was closing. They told us right after we closed on the campus they said, you know, we're closing our campus, and we, our clock was cleaned. It was just like $200,000 just to close and the closing cost. We had nothing, but we had Jesus, amen? And so they, they called us, and they said, you know, we have some matching beds and dressers and mattresses. Would you like them? Hello, are you there? Then American Express called us on the West Side Highway of Manhattan, and they said, you know what? We have used carpet, commercial, but it's like brand new. Would you like it? I said, we got two trucks coming tomorrow morning. No, Reverend, you can't do that. I said, what are you talking about? If you pick it up, you can't get it. So I said, how are we going to get it? We will hand deliver it to your door. Hello, are you with me? My back is already being healed in the name of Jesus. Somebody said this, think small because big ideas upset people. There is a big Jesus we serve. He loves you. He has a plan and a purpose for your life. Quickly as we move forward, not only is there the washing. How many need to be washed? God, I need to be washed from doubt and fear and unbelief. When we first got the building and we're fixing it up, a 74,000 square foot hospital building. Are you kidding me? How does this happen when you allow the Lord to wash you from all the, all the doubt and all the fear? Pe pastors come to me all the time and I'm very humbled, I'm broken because most pastors don't even, churches don't even own their buildings in New York City. It's a million dollars an acre. I mean, Pastor, some of you were telling me about the parking and so on and so forth. Parking? Are you kidding me? Most of the mega churches in New York City don't even have a parking space. And uh, Pastor comes to me and said, how did, you, how did you get this building? What is your business plan? That's how we talk today. What is your business plan? I go like this. It's called neology. If my people will what? Will pray. And so as we move quickly, the Bible says that Peter is there. It's sort of a shallow area. And uh, he says to Peter after he teaches the people, he says, Peter, could you thrust out a little deeper? I don't know where you're at today, but God wants to call us 
into a deeper relationship. Go deeper in God. Can we go deeper in his word, deeper in faith, deeper in our giving, deeper in our trust of Jesus? See, some of us, like myself at times, we like the familiar. We like the shallow because I can, I can see the bottom. But God says today, go out deeper. I'll be your sonar. I'll be your radar. Don't worry about what's underneath. I am with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. And here is Peter. The Bible says he sat down in front of the people and he said, Peter, would you launch out into the deep? And what is Simon's response? He gets real spiritual. Well, master, don't you, don't you really? We all get real spiritual when we're out of our comfort zone. You know what I mean? Well, thouest greatest Lord, hallelujah. And we go on and on. And, 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 and the Lord understands where we're at, right? He doesn't, he doesn't beat us up. He takes us where we're at. And the Bible tells us, he says, Master, we have toiled all night. You know what toiling means? Trying to just make it happen. Go to pastors' conferences, do this, do that. Put your left foot in, put your left foot out. Do the hokey. Are you kidding me? You know what? God is just saying, could you just trust me? And what did, what did Peter say? He says, Master, we have toiled all. And maybe you've been toiling a year after year after year. And, and I've just come to the place where say, God, I'm going to just let go and let you do what you need to do by the grace of Almighty God. Launch out, let go, and let God. He said, Master, we have toiled all night, but nevertheless, at your second, your word, I will let down the net. That's all you need is a word from God. That's all I brought here today. It's not Nisim. It's not our brand. It's the word. It's the word of God. David said, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I would not sin against thee. The Bible tells us in Romans chapter 10 and verse 17, faith cometh by what? Hearing and hearing by the word of God. We had an old truck and it died. It went to truck heaven. And I said, God, we need another truck. He says, I got you, son. I said, okay, that was great the first day. And then I waited another week and another month and the third month, the fifth month, the sixth month. And the Lord says, I said, Lord, what about? He says, I got this. So I'm up at this pastor's conference in Rochester, New York, talking with some of the leaders there in the Bible school I was at at Elam, and uh, all of a sudden, this young man, former staff member, comes all excited, starts beating me, I mean, blessing me on my shoulder. I sort of pushed him away, you know. I'm speaking to the holy men of God. The next day he comes to me, I said, Joe, forgive me, that was wrong. I said, you were all amped up. Well, tell me what was your, 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 your desire to speak to me. He says, well, I just want to let you know we're down in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, I mean, Pennsylvania. And uh, he says, God blessed us with a new food truck. I'm like, I don't want to hear about your blessing. God, I need a blessing. And the Lord says, would you just trust me? I said, Okay. So he says, I'm going down this country road. All of a sudden, there's this clearing and there's this uh, big uh, car dealership. And the Holy Spirit said to him, turn around, go into the place. He sees this truck. He asks, how much is it? 12 grand. Oh, we, we, we can't afford that. Well, take my card. Okay. So he relents. And 
So the manager calls him the next morning and says, uh, Yay, Joe, you came here the other day, and what about this truck? And yeah, we can't afford it. He says, I'll tell you what, we talk together. We'll sell it to you for six grand. Oh, six grand. Let me pray about it. Let me talk to my wife. Sometimes it's one and the same. Anyway, moving right along. And uh, so they buy the truck. They fill it with all the, and I'm saying, Lord, where is this story going? And so the Lord says, will you just trust me? I've given you a word. Stop toiling. I'm going to make it happen. As we close in just a few moments, the Bible says, at your word. Just say it with me. At your word. So Joe says we packed it with the food and so on. We thought it was really going to be something, and we found out that the Amish and the Mennonites down in Lancaster were ministering, and we didn't really need the truck. And so I'm on Route 15 and 15A, coming from Lancaster, Pennsylvania, all the way up to Rochester, and I'm praying, God, what do you want to do with this truck? Because it's really not happening the way I thought it was going to happen. And when I got on the campus, the reason why I was, I was, I was uh, patting you on the shoulder in, in excitement is because when I saw you and I got on the campus, the Holy Spirit said to me, give the food truck to Nysum. Are you kidding me? How does that happen? At your word. Say it with me. At your word, Lord. Maybe there's somebody at the restaurant you're going to meet today or at the grocery store or when you go and get your oil changed tomorrow morning. There's somebody that's struggling, Lord, Holy Spirit. Let your word just flow through my life for your glory. Amen. As we close, as I have the worship team come, preachers close three times. I've only closed once. I'm already in trouble. And in verse 6, don't say that, sister, not to me. That's a bad thing to say. I got some friends that come to see me in New York. That's not good. When they did this, the Bible says, what happened? All the fish. And the next word I leave with you is the witness, is the witness of God. What happens God puts his stamp of witness of approval that when we obey him and trust him, God comes through. Listen, I am not the brightest bulb. I am not the sharpest tack. Uh, my GPA is probably 0.21. When people were getting summa cum laude's, I was getting Noah cum laude. Uh, here we are by the grace of God, and as we close... In the last verse, we could say that name of Jesus. Let's sing that song. Speak the name of Jesus. Charity Gale, if you know it. And um, the last word I leave with you today, the last W, is weapon. What is the weapon? You think of a sword. You think of a spear. Maybe an Uzi. <laughs> we're, 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 20, we're in the 21st century, right? You know what the greatest weapon is? The greatest weapon is when they came to land. My Bible tells me the last verse in chapter 5 is they forsook all and followed him. I want to ask you today, why toil? Why spin? Why, why try and make it happen? This Thanksgiving, we're feeding over 2,500 people full turkey dinners with all the trimmings. 400 turkeys give their lives for this outreach, so there's hope for you and me, right? 
In the Christmas season, we're going to give out toys to giveaways to over 3,000 inner city kids. And people are saying, mothers are saying, there would be no Christmas without your teams coming from Nysum. That church in Coney Island with the bulletproof glass, Pastor Connie just called me the other night. At 10 o'clock at night, I said, honey, she's calling. She calls me. I know her for 40 years. She never called me at 10 o'clock at night. I wonder if everything is okay. She says, Peter, I'm so sorry to bother you at night. She says, I'm all alone in the sanctuary, in the hood in Coney Island. There's nobody here. And then she starts to break down and weep. And she says, Peter and Darlene, thank you for sending your team. We had a team from, from Petra Fellowship, Lancaster, PA. They came and did a VBS for our 70 kids. These are street kids. These are kids that are unchurched, that don't know Jesus. And how the team came and just wrapped their arms of love around these children that some of them are molested, some of them are sexually, physically, verbally abused. Let me say something to you today, not even in the notes today. The enemy wants to paralyze you and I. Oh, I don't have an REV period in front of my name. Do you think Simon Peter had an REV period in front of his name? You could smell him a mile away. He was a dirty fisherman. But he forsook all and said, God, just take my life and use it for your glory. I'm going to ask that you would stand right now as we pray. I'll be out on the table in just a few moments. Thank you, Pastor Doug, for allowing us to be here and Pastor Robin and others. We're going to keep these altars open today. Maybe somebody has put you down. You're not good enough. You're not smart enough. You're not educated enough. Maybe you just need to come today and just say, Lord, I'm going to give you the control of my life. Launch out. Come on, say it with me. Launch out. Let go. Let go of what? Let go of hurt and pain. And some people in the church today, oh, I'll go to the church. I'll be there in the service. But, you know, I went to that other church and they threw me under the bus. That preacher, oh, give me a break. He can't even, he shouldn't even call his name preacher or minister. And yet the enemy would just hold us captive, and God has given me a word for the church of Jesus Christ today. For you that are here, let's let it go today. Are you with me? Just say it with me. Let it go. And let God. Well, that about wraps it up for today. We hope that today's message was a blessing to you. If you're looking for more information about New River Church, just check us out at newriverchurch.org.